This is Brain Diet, episode number 45. I'm Taylor Ann Macy, and you are listening to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain good information. What's up, everybody? How's it going? Today's episode, we will be going back to beginner level. I want to discuss something today that is more or less of a square one when it comes to mental health, because I think that no matter how much we know, we can always go back to the basics in order to facilitate change in ourselves and to facilitate growth and to facilitate possibility for ourselves. Sometimes we tend to overcomplicate things. And on this podcast, I want to provide you with simple material that you are able to use in your everyday life. So that beginner basic square one step is awareness and curiosity. And though this is basic and beginner, though it's very simple, it's very powerful and it really is the root to all other things. Awareness and curiosity are the first step that you take in the direction of mental health. It's the first step you take. It's how you cultivate it because if you don't know what it is you're thinking, then you don't know what to address and what to do about what you're thinking. You don't know how to cultivate it if you don't know what you're working with. So I like to simplify it in this way to make it easy to pursue for you. More or less, instead of saying, hey, if you want to lose weight, then you have to do these specific exercises and you have to do this in the specific time frame, and you have to eat these specific foods and you have to eat them at these certain intervals and you have to be this precise and you have to be very specific and on and so on and you get the picture. That's very specific and sometimes overwhelming. And I like to say, if you want to cultivate health and fitness, you have to pay attention to what you're eating and how you're moving your body. That's all it takes. It doesn't have to be overcomplicated. So in terms of awareness and curiosity, these are steps we can take that we have to learn how to do. I want you to think about the first time a child sees someone crack an egg. If you are standing at the stove and you have cracked many eggs in your time on this planet and a child is next to you and watches you for the first time with this oval thing, crack it and then dump something into a pan, they are suddenly aware of something that's there that they didn't know was there before. They are aware of this egg and they become so curious. If you were to give this child an egg, they would approach it as a scientist would. They would experiment. They'd probably drop it. They'd explore the texture. They would play with it. They wouldn't have any sort of judgment about the eggs. They would just be a little scientist that was exploring a new discovery and seeing what it was all about. As children, we are very good at this type of behavior. Children are constantly absorbing information and then becoming curious about it. As children grow, they are learning multiple words a day. I mean, can you imagine now if we were learning multiple new words every single day? I take my kids regularly to a museum. It's actually called the Museum of Natural Curiosity. And it's this big, beautiful place with so many things to explore. And the kids are bombarded with new things and they are being made aware of all of these new things and new activities and new things to explore. 
And as they are introduced to all these new things, they get so curious about how it all works. It's so fun to be able to watch the gears in their brain turn as they are being these little scientists, figuring these things out. At some point as adults, we stop doing this. We start to quiet our awareness and quiet our curiosity about things. And as we quiet things, we more or less put ourselves into autopilot. Our brains more or less go into a phase of maintaining the status quo. I think of this also when you are learning to drive. When you first get behind the wheel, you are aware of everything. You are paying attention to everything, the way your fingers feel on the steering wheel, the way the pedals feel when you push them down, every single movement that you see outside the car, you're aware of what it feels like to move the car forward. You are aware of everything versus when you've been driving a car for a decade, your awareness is much more on autopilot. And this serves us. Our brain has prioritized what we need to pay attention to and things that we can put on autopilot that we don't need to be paying attention to. If we've been driving for long enough, we don't need to know what the steering wheel feels like underneath our fingers in order to stay alive, right? We can just put that awareness on autopilot. With our minds in general, however, we tend to put everything on autopilot and aren't paying attention to anything at all. We operate from a state of unconsciousness. We aren't really aware of all of the thoughts that are cycling through our brain. So cultivating this awareness is just like relearning that innate skill we had as children. It's learning to become aware of what's happening in your brain to become conscious. And by listening to this podcast, you are learning to become more aware. As you do this, you will be in varying degrees of awareness. Now, there is a certain level of consciousness, a certain level of awareness of what's happening where you are aware of what you are thinking and what it's creating. If I were to give you the example of being on vacation, let's say that you go on vacation and you had a partner misplace something. If you are thinking something like they've ruined the trip, thinking something like that feels terrible. And when you feel terrible, you'd probably yell at them or criticize them or throw a pity party. And when you do this, you ruin the trip by acting this way. A partner misplacing something doesn't mean anything until we give it meaning with a thought that we create. But until we are aware that we are the ones creating the thought and not the incident of misplacing something will constantly operate in this space of autopilot and not realize that we are in charge of our results. We are the ones that create our results. This is actually a true example because my brother went on his honeymoon to Mexico and when they got there, they realized they didn't have the keys to the place that they were staying. And amazingly, his brand new bride was so sweet about it. And her thoughts were more along the lines of, great, well, what do we do? How do we solve for this? And because she was thinking in that way, they were able to find a solution. They found a way to get into the place that they were staying, and they had a great honeymoon. But that's credit to her for thinking in such a way that helped them create the result of having a great honeymoon, even when something didn't go as planned. If you are on vacation and were to become aware that you're the one that decides the quality of a trip that you have, 
then whatever happens outside of you, you can decide to think on purpose how you want to think about it. Going with the same example of my brother and his wife on their honeymoon, she had a broken foot that they broke right before they got married. So they're on this beautiful beach and she's got this big boot on and she still had such a great attitude that allowed them to have a great experience, even though she would have preferred not to have a broken foot. How you are thinking creates your experience in the world. It creates how you are showing up and it creates the results you have in your life. If you were to have a thought like they've ruined the trip, you then embody the very thing you think you're simply observing. All because we've chosen a specific sentence to think. This is the type of awareness that gives us leverage over our lives to then create the lives that we want. Awareness isn't just about writing down thoughts necessarily, though that is a very useful exercise. It is about being conscious that they are thoughts. It's one thing to simply journal, but when you can recognize that these are simply sentences in your brain that are fabricated by your brain, that are created by your brain, you gain all the authority. The knowledge that thoughts are optional and that thoughts are of our own creation and that thoughts create our feelings is the type of consciousness we want. I coached a woman the other day who kept saying, my son is struggling. He's just really struggling. My son is struggling. She kept repeating this phrase. And I asked her to tell me why it is she thought this was true. And she gave me all of this evidence that she felt like proved that he was struggling. And I said, does he think he's struggling? And she said, no, he thinks he's totally fine. My son does not think he's struggling, but he's struggling. And as we cultivated more awareness for her, that a thought like he's struggling made her feel extremely anxious. So then she showed up with him trying to fix everything. She was constantly feeling urgent and panicked and concerned, which when she was constantly showing up in that way, she was the one that was struggling. So even though her son would have said, I'm not struggling, I'm fine. She had a thought that she felt like was simply an observation, but a thought is what it is nonetheless that then created the result for her where she was struggling immensely. Creating awareness can be challenging because when you ask most people what they're thinking, as was the case with this woman, they often believe they are making factual observations about life. They think that their thoughts are the truth. She was certain that her son was struggling. But once she was able to see that this was simply a thought, she was able to have some authority over it. And she was able to shift her thinking in such a way that allowed her to show up for her son in a way that was loving. Your life is really just a bunch of thinking and your thinking is optional. If you don't understand that your thinking is what's causing your experience, you won't be conscious enough of your thinking to change it. Once we start to become more aware of what we're thinking, we tend to make two types of mistakes. The first mistake we tend to make is we start to cultivate this awareness and we immediately want to change what we find. It's like we have this closet of a brain and we turn the light onto it and we see how messy it is and we immediately want to clean it all up and to throw everything out. Mistake number two is judging yourself for what you find. You open up the closet and you have this thought of what a mess. I am terrible for thinking this way. What is wrong with me for thinking this way? These two mistakes is where the second part of the topic of this episode is 
so crucial. Curiosity is the next step to facilitate authority over our brain and authority over our life. As you become more aware, your job is to accept that this is what's happening. This is just the way your brain is working. And your brain is working this way with very good intentions. It believes that this is the most useful way to work. So instead of judging it, instead of trying to change everything, we have to be curious about everything. Why is it that my brain deems this useful? It's so fascinating. Curiosity is my go-to emotion in most situations. Instead of being frustrated, I become curious. Instead of being overwhelmed, I become curious. Curiosity opens up possibilities. Curiosity is very relaxing and easy. When you are curious about what you find in your brain, you become the watcher of your brain. You become the compassionate observer of your brain. Some of us believe that what we are thinking is true. We believe that what we think is just who we are. But if we have the ability to think about what we think about, what part of you is the part that's watching your brain? How can you explain the part of you that is thinking about what you're thinking about? This just shows us that we actually aren't what we think. Thoughts are just a fabrication of our brain that we can look at with curiosity and take a step back and really observe compassionately. When someone says to me, okay, how do I change it? They aren't accepting it and being curious about their thoughts and being curious about their brain. So the more you become aware of what you are thinking, the more curiosity I want you to have. Don't be in a rush to change what you find and don't judge yourself for what you find either. The other night we had put my two kids to bed and they share a room now and I started to get ready for bed myself and after a few minutes I heard some noises in there and I went in and looked and they had emptied out their entire dresser. They had taken out every item of clothing, they'd even removed one of the vent pieces and stuffed one of the vents with their clothes. And instead of being upset, Instead of being overwhelmed at what a task it would be to clean it up, instead of getting angry with the kids, I dropped into curiosity, both for them and for my brain. I started to watch my brain want to be upset, want to be angry, and want to react in a certain way. And I thought to myself, huh, this is interesting. Like, it's so interesting to watch my brain go through this process of offering me these different types of thoughts saying, hey, you should react this way. If you're not going to do that, then you should react this way. And hey, if you're not going to do that, then maybe you should be upset. And if you're not upset, then maybe you should be frustrated. And if you're not frustrated, like it just came up with all of these different ideas of how it wanted to think about the situation. And I just watched it. I watched my brain and was so curious about this process. And then I moved into curiosity about them. I wonder why it is they're acting this way. This is so interesting. It's so fascinating, right? That kids, for whatever reason, have this desire to empty a dresser of clothes and stuff them down a vent. And the more I was curious about all of it, the more I was in complete control of how I interpreted it, how I thought about it, and how I decided to feel about it on purpose. I am very familiar with the type of thoughts my brain offers me in those types of situations. I know very well the directions that it tries to get me to go and the suggestions it throws at me. When you become aware, you get to know yourself in a way. It is a way to familiarize you with you. If you are constantly operating out of 
unconsciousness. If you are constantly operating on autopilot, you miss out on yourself. You miss out on getting to know yourself and becoming familiar with yourself enough to have authority over it. Often we will try to implement certain mental health practices and it's like trying to clean a house with all the lights off in the middle of the night. If you don't know what you're working with, then you're not going to be very effective. Becoming aware of what you are thinking is the ammunition that you need to make some change. So beginner level step number one is to get to know yourself. Become aware of what you are thinking every single day. Step number two, you become curious about what you find. You become curious about your opinion of yourself. You become curious about other people's behaviors. You become curious about the results that you have thus far created in your life. You become curious about your thoughts. You become curious about others. We have such a tendency to judge. So we might have a thought about ourselves, like I look terrible, and then we judge that thought. I'm so terrible for thinking I look terrible. And that's not useful either. Your job is to create awareness with full curiosity. Awareness comes from watching your mind like you would a movie and then genuinely asking questions about it. I wonder why I think that. I wonder why other people do these things. I wonder why people behave in this way. I wonder why this was what I decided to create. I wonder why this is what I believe. Curiosity and awareness will be the most powerful tools to begin a mental health journey that you will begin with and utilize forever. There's never nothing left to be aware of. There's always more for us to be aware of and always more for us to be curious about. So my offering to you this week is to start getting to know your brain further and then being curious about what you find. Write down your thoughts and consider that they are sentences in your brain. They aren't truths. They are choices you get to make, but you won't be able to make that choice until you are curious about them and completely understand them. That's when you have all the authority. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.